Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is a show where we have honest and transparent conversations around building and managing an online business, freelancing and remote work lifestyle. New episodes are available in all your favorite podcast players through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff, or you can get it online at digitalnomadcafe.com. Today, I'm very excited to bring out my guest. His name is Sheridan and his website is outsidevibes.com. Sheridan, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam, thank you for having me on the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I'm stoked to be here and I'm excited to share my story. That's for sure. Yeah, man, you got some cool pictures on your website anyway. So it looks like you've been having some pretty cool adventures along the way. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, yeah, and what it is that you do and I guess why you started looking online to to fund your income. Yeah, sounds good. Um, As you said, my name is Sheridan. I'm a travel blogger and I did create Outside Vibes. It's my own personal brand that hopefully I'm growing and expanding. But before I became a digital nomad and seeing the world, I, um, I'm from North Dakota in the United States. So growing up in the Midwest, we, we do focus a lot on the traditional career and lifestyle, I would say, less on the alternative traveling and stuff. So right out of university, I was offered a great career in my hometown. So I, I took that right away. So Basically, I grew up in my hometown, went to university, and then got a career in my hometown. And I worked there for a little, about four years before I kind of realized that, you know, I wanted to see more of the world. I wanted to do something, you know, have an adventure instead of spending my life working and getting the two weeks off kind of holiday year that you normally get in the States. So that's when I, you know, I did the rational thing and quit my career, sold my townhouse, you know, sold all my stuff, moved in with my parents. And bought a one-way ticket to Bangkok, Thailand, you know, that was the fall of 2013. And that was my first, you know, time outside of the U S my first adventure ever. And I spent five months backpacking Southeast Asia, seeing as much as I could, you know, experiencing as much as I could before I had to go back home for, um, it was actually wedding season. A lot of my friends were getting married. So I, I came back home for the summer. And when I got home that summer, I spent most of the summer trying to figure out a way to, you know, make travel my life to be location independent and to, you know, keep having adventures and seeing more places of the world because I was hooked. You know, I couldn't just stay back home now. I needed to, I wanted to see more and do more things for sure. Yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> sell all your stuff, head off to Thailand. It's a, a fairly recurring theme across the, the, the digital nomad community. It's it's the place to go, but it's also, it's just fun. You know what I mean? It's a laugh to do when you're young and you can, and you don't have the, you know, responsibilities. Uh, well, I mean, you had a house, but you sold it. But like, uh, you know what I mean? Like you don't have kids, you don't have any of that. It, it's carefree and you can make those decisions without too much, um, you know, you don't. there's not too much weight upon them. So I, I yeah, for sure. And that's why I did it. All my friends were getting, you know, married, like I said, and having kids. And, I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, I need to do this before I settle down. Otherwise, I won't. There's a meme of that, thing. isn't there? Where there's like somebody looking at a map yeah. and they're like, all my friends are having kids to get married. I just want to know where to go next. <laughs> you know? So, uh, no, look, that's cool. And when you were traveling, did you come across, you know, people who were working online while they were traveling? Was it that that, uh, you know, triggered it in your mind that, oh, maybe I could do that? Or was it purely you'd done the travel, came back and you were like, oh, how could I travel and work at the same time? How did that work? 
Um, not so much meeting people, especially back in 2013. I don't think it was such a big thing as being, you know, a remote worker then, and, you know, especially in hostels, you don't see a lot of people with ambition to try and get an online business going. It was more, yeah, when I got home and realized that, okay, you know, I want to see more of the world and I want to try and make some kind of company. I've, you know, I used to do like graphic design for school and always had ambitions to create my own company. And so that's where I kind of got the idea for outside vibes. I've always kind of had an idea to sell like t-shirts and stickers and stuff. And it just kind of merged into like my love of travel and my love of like creating cool products. So I'm like, I need to try and make a business where I can do this. And that's where I came up with the idea of outside vibes. And I've been, you know, working on it ever since. Yeah, it's awesome. If if anybody is, um, or of course there's people listening, but like when you get a chance, if you're not driving or you know in the gym or something, to go on to outsidevibes.com, your website is class, absolutely class. I, I remember saying this to you when I reached out to you. I was like, your website is slick. I love the t-shirts. That's completely up my style. I love this brand called the uh, uh, Fall or Fur. Oh, can't think of the name, but I'll send you a picture. There, there. I'll link it in the show notes. But they they do really cool, creative uh, t-shirts, and it's it's quite similar to your style. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's cool, you know, and, and the website is very bright and visual and, and aesthetically you could definitely tell you have a design chops about you, you know? <laughs> so Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's, um, it's come a long way. I've been to the point where I did spend quite, instead of launching outside vibes in 2014, when I came up with the name, I spent the like three years building the website and then rebuilding it and redesigning it. So I, I kind of got stuck in that design phase for a long time before I have put it out to the world. But thank you for saying that. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I, I would be the opposite. I'm uh, I don't really have I've, I've purposely always avoided using Photoshop because I feel like it's a rabbit hole. If I go down, I'll never come out of. So yeah, I yeah. kind of force myself to learn things like SEO, which are more technical to me. They're a bit more difficult, a bit more technical. And I try and invest my time in that versus like, I love the creative design process and I love playing guitar and things like that. But I feel if I went into illustrator or Photoshop, I'd be gone. And then I'd, I'd come out a couple of years later and be like, damn it, <laughs> I didn't get anything done. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened to me. And you know, it, there's another thing. It, it doesn't matter how nice your website looks and stuff. If you don't have people looking at it. So a good thing, like if you do SEO, right. And everything, if you get traffic there, that's good. Cause like, yeah, you spend years designing and making it perfect, but if no one sees it, does it really matter? <laughs> yeah, well, look, that's, I mean, honestly, the approach I've taken with, with other websites, I ran a travel blog myself for quite a few years. It's actually offline and, and uh, I have the domain for sale on flippa.com at the minute, ironically. I was going to rebuild it, but then I'm like, ah, do I really want to rebuild it and not like, I'm just, I'm not going to be a travel blogger you know like i travel quite a bit i've been to a couple of countries this year i've got a couple more lined up like i travel a bit but i feel like you know the this the digital nomad cafe podcast and the, the the brand that i'm using there you know i can incorporate it into that i don't necessarily need a separate travel blog for it but it's i i was definitely a bit naive i guess when i started mine i started mine in oh, maybe it was 2012 or 2013 and i didn't do keyword research it was just rants about me going around the place you know like yeah, oh, yeah. tiger kingdom in chiang mai this sucks don't go there you know it's just like <laughs> oh my god that place does suck <laughs> it's oh it's horrible drugged up tigers but like everybody gets these pictures with them and thinks they're cool you know but um yeah i don't know not not my cup of tea sorry if i offended anybody but like you know it's not it's not 
It, it's a lot of work getting into the travel blog. Yeah. And like your podcast stuff is fantastic. Like this is a good avenue to go down, I think for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, it's uh, like we, we spoke about briefly before um, the episode, you know, my when you're traveling around and especially in like places that have a lot of people who work online. So, you know, it could be Medellin, Colombia, Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam, Chiang Mai, Thailand, Bangkok, Thailand. A lot of these Barcelona is a big hotspot at the minute. Budapest. You go to the cafes and you have these meetups and you meet up with everybody and, and you have these conversations around, oh, what is it you do? What tools do you use? Like, how did you grow that? Like, you, you know, who do you follow? Like, who who's your inspiration? Like, what, what? people are you following for your to, to learn your knowledge from you know and those are the, like all i'm trying to do here is to, to have those conversations but have them remotely and put them out there for for other people to listen to you know and um it's funny i had an episode about drop shipping i think it was episode eight or nine and it was a fella called johnny fd and it was kind of a different strategy for drop shipping it's about finding suppliers versus you know doing the old aliexpress shopify thing and there's a fella i know who's gone ahead now and set up a, an entire drop shipping business from listening to that episode you know and it's like that's the sort of stuff oh, really? that, awesome. yeah he reached out he's like man listen to that episode didn't think he could do drop shipping like that this is awesome and he's well into it now he's been he flew over to the uk met with suppliers he's the website built they're getting ready for launch now in april it's like i mean he went all in he was like oh i never knew you could do it this way so like to me, that's awesome. It's like, look at this. Like, that's, you know, sharing a story of somebody else's journey. And then somebody, it sparks an idea in somebody else's. So, like. Yeah, an idea gives them inspiration. Yeah, it's really good. I listened to that episode, too. And it was a, a very fantastic episode. Yeah, it was. You know, I've, sorry. After, yeah, listening to a bunch of years, you really do, you know, bring inspiration to people that are listening, for sure. I'm just trying to share what other people do, you know. Like, it's it's about, uh, like, at the end of the day, it's the guest it's the guest's journey you know like that's what i'm trying to share uh, yeah i mean like that's everyone's story is different i guess that's the, that's another important thing you know there's no <laughs> right or wrong ways like everybody's path is carved differently and you just kind of you pick little bits of what you like from different people and try and apply it to your own business so um yeah i'm, I'm with your website so what you know what's your thoughts on generating revenue how do you go about this like what's your process at the minute with regards to using outside vibes as a as a source of revenue for you to help you fund your travels yeah we talked about this briefly you know before the episode and as of right now these last couple of years i've been funding outside vibes through my savings i had from you know working so much back home i worked a lot of overtime and extra hours to make this dream come true and what i'm trying to bring outside vibes you know to in the future is you know, selling great products. Like I just started launching merchandise, you know, the brand t-shirts and I want to have a lot of other things going. I have um, my own personal like coffee flavor coming in the works with one of my friends from Mighty Missouri Coffee. He, him and I are working on our own adventure flavor for travel people, but um, just stuff like that. A lot of merchandise, a lot of like, I kind of want to build it into a brand that has like really good values and it, you know, brings inspiration to people to want to try and do, you know, things they like. It might not be travel. You might like hiking or snowboarding, but I kind of want to have people, you know, when they hear outside vibes, think like, oh yeah, I like to hike. I like outside vibes, you know, it's something that, you know, you enjoy doing. So right now I just started selling products and it's, you know, it's been going pretty decent. I need to, you know, push it more. But other than that, um, other revenue we talked about is, you know, like as normal, because it's also a travel blog, I have been sharing some of my stories and, you know, the other revenue is by getting like affiliate links, you know, through Amazon or booking and stuff like that to bring revenue. You know, when you get traffic to your site, you can get that. 
Um, some other forms of income I've done to keep the website running is, um, you know, sponsored projects, you know, being a digital nomad, I have a lot of hats that I wear. I've, you know, I'm a photographer too and designer and everything. And, you know, I'm not good at reaching out to a lot of companies. My ex-girlfriend, she was fantastic at doing that. She, um, she's also a digital nomad and a website designer. Her stuff is, um, simplest of adventures and her name's Emma Hillary design, but she, was really good at reaching out to companies. And so when we traveled together, we actually got a few sponsored opportunities where um, I did photography for um, like a retreat in Bali. We did for like a spiritual retreat. So we did photography for that, did videos for that. We've done, you know, the standard free accommodation as most bloggers do. When you pitch your work to resorts, we'll do photos for a resort or like drone videos and stuff like that. And you get, you know, accommodation covered for that. Um, Other things I've done is you know, more sponsored projects. I have a big one coming up with an actual um, really big name travel blogger this summer where I'll be hiking um, for 16 days in one of his um, tours. And um, I'll be covering that with like photos and videos and doing vlogs and stuff through it. So, you know, it's coming together, you know, just all these odds and ends, I guess, to bring revenue in is what you kind of do. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. but And it's also, it's fabulous for people to hear that, you know, that it's not... Like it's not just one source. It's a, it's you have to build the multiple streams when you're running your own, you know, when you're trying to run your own business and build your own business. And because you you like to travel, you know, you'll weigh it up. You'll do you know essentially a barter as well, where maybe you're not getting paid, but you get free trips and free accommodation and free experiences. And I mean, if you're happy to do that, and that's awesome because you get to go to cool places, stay in awesome things. And as your following grows and as your website stats grow. Um, essentially as your influence, I guess, for lack of a better word, grows, you can command more, you know, you can command, I'll do that project, but I also want, uh, you know, a couple of thousand as well, you know what I mean? For expenses. I've seen that. I mean, the travel world, because it's so competitive, you have so many big companies who are, uh, have huge budgets, have huge budgets, essentially. Um, and they work, they like to work with, like you're saying, brands that have, good values who have good websites who have good social followings because the travel world is full of i would dare say the word fakes you know like yeah there's a lot of fake and set up stuff for sure yeah oh, absolutely like i mean like i used to run a quite a big travel blog pbn you know which was essentially buying expired travel blogs whacking up websites and selling advertising and links on them because that's what was wanted at that time in the industry you know what i mean when you were working with these big brands they were like they really didn't care whether you know i I dare say most of them because i know i've worked with some of the biggest ones in the industry i won't call anyone out but like at that time they were more concerned with do you have a high page rank do you have a decent domain authority okay right we do you have different ips for all of these websites okay we'll buy links on all of them and people people cannibalize this and there's people who have hundreds of travel blogs on separate ips managed by virtual teams and they make quite significant revenue by selling sponsored links on these websites and and sponsored advertising so you know there's definitely a huge industry for that sort of model but 
in in the time frame, I guess in the last five years, because that's now quite very, you know, that's it's grey hat SEO essentially, borderline black hat, and yeah, they've kind of shifted, and number of people were penalised, so now they're trying to align more with real bloggers who have good values, who have standards essentially, you know, as opposed to just I'll put any old link up here, you know. <laughs> yeah, instead of just somebody, you give them you know, any link, anything, and just kind of like a fake review that they've never been there, they've never done it, and they just write something about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, the industry's right for it because people want things for free, don't they? And like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to put a bad light on it, but it's, just, it's, it's one that's close. It's, uh, I guess I've lived it and you're in it at the minute. Like I don't travel blog anymore because I just, I don't consider myself a travel blogger. I live in Ireland full time, um, but I do travel quite a bit, but I just... I didn't want to continue a travel blog. I felt like I was being a fake. So for me, that was my core reason for like stopping it. But um, I do know people who are still very much involved in the industry. And it's uh, a lot of it's very gray hat what goes on <laughs> in travel. So, um, so, okay, well, look, so you got the site live and, you know, you've been saying you're focusing on things like doing affiliate uh, around these brand sponsorships. So, you know, do you actively reach out for these now at this point or do you have brands who reach out to you? You know, can you talk to me a little bit about how that's worked um, for you? Right now it's, yeah, mostly me actively reaching out to brands and, um, you know, once it gets bigger, hopefully they will reach out to me, you know, once, you know, everything grows and it's been, you know, recently cause outside vibes I've been working on it since 2014, but it hasn't been until, uh, I'd say the middle of 2017 where I actually, you know, got over my anxiety of, you know, making it perfect and making it whatever it needs to be and actually putting it out to the world and like kind of launching it and, you know, sharing it with everybody. So it, ever since then, it has been growing really decent since then. So it hasn't been live for very long. And, you know, I think once, you know, there's more time live, once there's more traction going, it will, you know, more brands will reach out to me. But yeah, right now it's mostly me reaching out to them. You know, when I have time, I guess I've been pretty bad at that. I've been spending most of my time, you know, working on my stuff, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's not easy, you know, and that's why I asked, I guess. I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything. I'm like that's why I asked. Like the way when I did it the best way was usually shared lists. People like people in the industry shared these things with each other. You know, that's how that's how essentially you grew. If if like, oh, I know you've been working with X brands and you know that they're looking for more people because they're doing this big campaign and we share the details and, you know, I'd pitch my stuff and you have a media pack or whatever with your stats and some some info on what it is that you'd offer. And like that was how it works. So I just kind of was curious, is that how it works? Do you use any software or service i know there's some of these like influencer programs or whatever you can sign up for and they try and match the brands to the bloggers essentially you know so i was just yeah curious i explored any of those i haven't yet and that's something i you know need to get more into is i've been very against i guess for being a travel blogger i've been very against the influencer world these last couple of years because you know you see a lot of fake stuff and you know how it runs like that and you know i wasn't I wasn't really into the mentality of it, but that was also me kind of treating outside vibes more as like a personal website, not a brand. And I've come to realize that, you know, you need to treat your business as a business, not a personal thing. And the more I treat this as a business, the more I do need to, you know, I've been getting into a lot of those Facebook groups and stuff like that, where you reach out to other people in the industry and, you know, get information from them and, you know, see if you can, you know, be a part of it. And like you said, get on those lists to see if there's any businesses looking for, 
influencers or for work and stuff. That's, you know, something I am, you know, working towards to, you know, help expand it and grow instead of just doing it on my own. If you make connections, you know, it helps a lot better. Absolutely. I'm loving this conversation, you know, because <laughs> it's like I've been I feel like I've I've been I've had a lot of similar feelings to what you're feeling, especially with that whole travel, the industry, because it's, yeah, look, I mean, people look at influencers uh, through a a strange lens, you know, where they're, some of them are cringeworthy and and it's, some of them do really well and you're like, oh, I'm like this stuff, but like, that's the game. You know, if you want yeah, to play, that's the name it, of the game. You, have the to do the game. Yeah. you know, get yeah. off your high horse and get in there. <laughs> like, just, and that's what that's what I needed to do. Yeah, I needed. That's, to do. What, <laughs> that's what it is. You know, like you can't you can hate on it, but like that's what brands want. That's what they're looking for. If you want to participate, you need to create similar content and run in similar circles. Because at the end of the day, that's how it is. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to look at it as a job. You don't always like every aspect of your normal job and. There's, you know, there's no reason you have to like everything of this, but you have to do it for sure to get into it. Absolutely. So you touched on Facebook groups there. So have you found Facebook groups um, useful for helping you to grow, you know, to grow the website and grow your following? I have. I, you know, yeah, like I said, I recently just got into Facebook groups. I mean, I think I met you off a Facebook group. I sent you a message. So it has been, it has been really great at growing your following and making those connections for new opportunities. Definitely. I mean, I'm a fan of them now. I've, I used to not be, but I am a fan. You do, you know, you do meet honest people and make some really great connections. Like they are worth it for sure. I've often said, I wish I could delete Facebook, except keep groups and messenger because like, I swear to God, I would delete Facebook if I didn't use groups to find podcast guests. <laughs> like that's traditionally my core way, like legit, because, you know, no more than yourself when you are trying to work with brands, like I'm trying to align myself with bloggers, online business owners and freelancers um, who I haven't met or, you know, aren't aware of. And, uh, you know, unless people pass me word of mouth recommendations, I tend to find these people through literally like looking through the iTunes lists or Facebook groups. And like, I'm in all these, you just put in the word digital nomad and then type in whatever country you want after, you know? So digital nomad Spain, digital nomad Bangkok, digital nomad Bali and join all these groups. And I mean, that's my model really. And and you learn a lot from all the people in these groups anyway, you know, I participate where I can and pitch in, but I mean, for the most part for me, it's, it's for connecting with people who might be potential guests to bring on the podcast. You know, because isn't, isn't that where they're going to hang out in groups called Digital Nomads? And That's like, where you're going to find them. Yeah, well, look, I mean, like I often put in a wee post. I always get re- like people who reply. I mean, I vet. I don't let everybody on who replies because some people are selling just, I don't know, let's just say they're not aligned with my brand values. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're selling things that I'm looking at your website going, oh, I don't know, man. I don't think I feel that vibe. I think you're up to something slimy, some click bank, click funnels, slippery stuff going on there. So, <laughs> you well, know. Well, I'm, I, honored, I'm honored that I passed your vetting process. <laughs> look, but you're, you're, anyone who looks at your website would be like, that is slick and it's legit and you're a real person. But I just mean, if you've seen some of the things I get sent, you're like, oh, no. Oh, thanks <laughs> yeah know? i can't imagine the, the the stuff you get sent for sure yeah but it's typically cool people like you know most of the people even the last episode danny page from study soup runs his own business as well he was in the philippines visiting his team um 
manages a staff of 50 in the Philippines. You know what I mean? Like, met him through a Facebook group, you know? It's like, honest, honestly, like, Facebook groups are powerful for anything that you're trying to do, you know? Um, yeah, they definitely are because, you know, somebody either knows more than you do or there's some information out there that, you know, somebody has more experience and you can meet them, yeah. Absolutely, you know, and I'm all for that. Like, always learning. That's kind of the growth mindset, always trying to learn. I don't know everything. Far from it. Uh, couldn't be any further from the truth. I'm always learning. And online and digital marketing, it all moves so fast. Like, it's always moving. Like, a year and a half ago, building bots wasn't a business. I think the next episode or the episode, uh, maybe two episodes down the line, I'm interviewing a fella and his entire business is building bots for websites and, you know, building these like flows for people. And I've seen how this, you know, working in e-commerce, I've seen how this has worked. You have companies like Drift and ManyChat and just like new opportunities present themselves all the times for people who are freelancers and also people who run you know, agencies or business or want to offer a freelancer service. And often you can learn a lot about what's happening in these groups because the people who are in, let's say the digital nomad community who run online businesses tend to be at the cutting edge of this stuff. You know, like they're the ones carving the path and trying the new stuff and first onto the new software and the new thing. So it's, it's yeah, powerful. Yeah, you definitely. Know? You know, I, f- I feel like you learn a lot from there. So you learn a lot and you have to stay in touch because it does, like you said, it evolves very rapidly. Like there's always something new and something different happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with regards to social media, you know, is there other social media channels that you found beneficial for your business or that you would like to explore further? Yeah, I'm actually, like I said, finally accepting the way a lot of social media works. And it's it's been actually really nice. Um, Instagram is my other main um, outlet for social media. I do have the rest. I do. I'm on Twitter and Pinterest and everything like that, but not as actively as Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, I've really really accepted how it's going now. I used to not like how it is, you know, just with nothing posted live and algorithms and stuff like that. But I've really come into terms with it. I've gotten deep into looking at analytics of my my stats and everything else. And I'm really having fun with that. I'm big into like when I, I was in Scotland for two weeks um, last week, and I did daily vlogs of my trip there. And like, I had a blast doing that, putting myself out there and recording it. And I got a lot of great feedback for it. And that actually like pushed outside vibes, you know, pretty well on social media. And it, it was a lot of fun. And I think accepting that way of it too, and connecting with other travel bloggers and, you know, making more connections through it and, you know, getting into that for Instagram has been huge for me lately and I'm actually having fun with it. So that's cool. Yeah. You might surprise yourself when you start using it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. When you, when you accept how it's going, like, okay, well, they're not going to go back to the normal timeline. I understand that, you know, when you, and you realize this is the way of the world and you accept it and you do it. And you, I don't know. Another thing I've learned is um, between like my website and social media is being afraid of putting yourself out there. I would say your personality into things because, you know, I was torn between, do I write standard blog posts of like, okay, this is how you get to this bus. This is how you get to this town. This is what you need to do. Or do you write your own stories and put your own personality, personality out there. And I've really gotten a lot of, you know, great feedback by because I have started putting my personality into my posts and stuff like that. You know, Instagram, I used to worry so much about like what I would write and, you know, what people would say, like, are they going to care and this and that. And then finally I kind of stopped doing that. And I'm like, if I'm not, I'm not having fun. So if I just want to have fun with it, so I'm going to put my personality in there. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do what I like. And ever since I started doing that, I've just had, you know, amazing feedback from it. And, you know, people, I guess I'm a good person. I don't know. <laughs> people have liked it so far. 
you're being real. That's the difference. You know, you're not. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah. It's not being heavily fabricated. And believe me, I'm conscious of this. Since I've started this podcast, I've had, no, I had one, I had an agency uh, working on my social media, my Instagram up until December and I got rid of them and I've been poorly, I would say is the word, doing it for myself since then. But um, just like that, you know, people keep saying you need to do videos. You're, you're, you know, you have a podcast. Why don't you turn on a video? You need to start doing videos. You need to put stuff up. And I get all weird about it. But like, I'm quite extroverted, ironically, in, in real life. You know, like I'm I'm very extroverted. I have no problems talking with people. And, and even, yeah, but I find social media weird. I'm just, I'm still not, there's a part of me that's like, oh, video don't want to do it but they're like god you're already doing all this other stuff you know just just do it you know and it's um yeah love hate like i hate social media too ironically (laughs) no but like i feel like it's such a yeah it's such a time suck for so many people and it's it's a it's a rabbit hole and i've often just like is it the right thing to be doing to grow even the podcast or another business you know for me it's i'm always conflicting with that like is writing SEO optimized articles, a better use of my time or finding guests, you know what I mean? Or trying to create more episodes versus trying to create interest in Instagram stories, you know, or something. Yeah. Cause it, social media does take a lot of time and it, you know, it's hard if you don't get anywhere with it too, you can struggle and you put, you can put in hours a day creating the best posts and doing that and liking people's things and sharing, and then you might not get anywhere with it, you know? And that's that's a hard thing to struggle with too. Definitely it sucks. I was watching an old Gary V video, probably on Instagram the other day. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, no, but it was look. I've seen this one before, and I mean, maybe you've seen it yourself. But it was talking about you know document the journey, not the finished product. And even with this, even with the podcast, like the podcast, I record it, goes to an editor, an editor edit out the ums and ahs and equals levels and does all that jazz. So then I publish you know, what I would consider a polished product. You know what I mean? It's not like it is authentic and it's us having a conversation and like just very little I would like have edited out. You know, it's typically me just saying, um, um. <laughs> just a long pause of, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> which I'll probably cut this part out, right? Uh, <laughs> I can take a timestamp, but you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's polished. It's not, it's, it's not the hundred percent legit. So, I mean, even defining the guests and things like that. So, you know, I've been, look, I've been talking with somebody who works, she works as a brand, uh, brand strategist. And she's like, you, you're missing the key point. You're not putting the real stuff out there to how I find the guests, the, the recording, they're like, that's the storytelling, you know? And yeah, and that's you, what people you, like seeing that. Like, you hit yeah. it on the head, you know, it's, it's the storytelling versus creating perfect images in Photoshop or Canva and just putting up inspirational quotes till you're blue in the face, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah, it might get some likes, but it's not going to build an audience, I guess, you know, is, is where I'm trying to go with this. It's like, um, yeah, you have to you have to be real and authentic and, and people appreciate that. And that's why people are warming to you in your videos, because that's you being real as opposed to just a static image with some text on it. <laughs> yeah, like I was in Indonesia in 2017 at um, Mount Bromo with the sunrise photo that you see everywhere on Instagram. I have the same picture, you know, just as stunning. And I posted it's not it gets hardly any traction compared to you know some famous person like uh what's his name brady woo something and you know same picture two days later and he's got three hundred thousand likes on instagram you know same thing and you're not going to get that traction unless you have that following but like you said if you put a story behind that image or if i wrote a recorded that day 
you know, having fun watching the sunrise or climbing the hill to watch it, you know, that will get you the traction. And that has what's been, you know, doing great for me these last couple of weeks when I was in Scotland doing all that stuff, you know, and that's what I'm going to focus on in the future when I go traveling again is definitely putting, you know, myself into it. And yeah, I think people like that now they're, that's the generation of YouTube. It's the generation of seeing other people's stuff instead of just the images. I think they understand that a lot of the images are edited or set up or whatever, and they want to see the real, the realness of it. Yeah. Of course. And like you're saying, the actual journey to, to doing it, to getting it, like the, the climbing the mountain, the, and that's the stuff that creates really good blog posts, even for your website, like you were saying, you know, and you're creating it across multi channels where you, if you make a video, you can also put it on YouTube, but you can also embed it on your blog and, you know, right away post about it. And, you know, all of a sudden you, you're creating multiple, uh, pieces of content i guess for for the one journey and it's real and it's legit and it's not just here's my awesome photo i could have bought off shutterstock <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah i swear i swear i was here here's a picture yeah. <laughs> yeah legit i'm telling you i didn't photoshop the life out of it i seen one yesterday i can't remember what I, it caught my eye it's like oh it's a class picture of some dude like taj mahal but it, and then in the thing underneath it he was like learn how to edit photos like me this was absolutely packed uh blah 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 and like it looked so good but i was like clearly like it's not a real representation of reality at all you know it yeah where they photoshop all the people in the background and they take out the, the bird or the light pole or whatever yeah absolutely so fake unbelievable you know what i mean it was, uh, yeah i don't know sure, look that's the way that that industry goes so um well look i mean if you're if you're into graphics and photography i get why you would do that and that's you honing your craft too you know because that guy sells courses about editing photos and i get why you would want to do that so i guess there's there's a reason behind it <laughs> yeah i mean if that's his business he definitely needs to have you know good good content and good exposure for it. and yeah, like you said if that's what you want to do that's good for you but caught my eye in the endless feed of instagram you know so he's he's pretty <laughs> good i must find him i'll try and embed him or link to him in the show notes but um yeah so look i guess just kind of coming towards the end of the episode now um you know what would you consider our next steps for yourself and for the brand uh, my next steps are i'm going to spend the next couple of months actually at home just uh building content you know that's it's been kind of bad i've been struggling with another thing is you know playing catch up versus you know posting what you're doing now so i was playing catch up for quite a while trying to create content that i did in my past travels instead of like sharing my travels that i was currently doing so that was a mistake because then i never shared because i was traveling all throughout 2017 before i got in a really bad um tuk-tuk accident in thailand but for nine months my girlfriend and i were traveling to these beautiful places we went to the south pacific we went to japan everywhere but i wasn't sharing that content at the time or creating posts about that because I was still trying to write stuff from when I was in Central America the year before or, you know, where I was other places. So I think that's something that I struggled with in, in the future. When I go travel later this summer, I'm you know going to work on just the day-to-day stuff and content that's going on then. But like right now, my main goal is to, you know, spend more time working on the merchandising of Outside Vibes, um, getting together some more content and just kind of getting it together while I'm at home before I leave and, you know, get backed up again. And just with regards to the website, you know, is there tools that you use that, you know, you highly recommend or that you would, you, you know, you couldn't run the business without, what would be your favorite tools to help you run the business? Uh, for me running it, I've, like we talked about, I've been getting really big into, you know, apps and stuff for my phone. You know, I use like cPanel app, my WordPress app, those, they have helped me a lot just for doing little checks or little changes. Like if I post a 
uh, blog post. And then I open my WordPress app on my phone, like, oh, no, there's a spelling error. You can, you know, quickly change it and shift, you know, and fix it. So I've used cPanel and WordPress have been huge for me. Uh, You mentioned Canva. I've used Canva, you know, every once in a while, if I need like a quick edit or something, Canva has been, you know, fantastic for that. You know, otherwise to, you know, keep everything organized, I do Trello to keep my you know, mind organized because I have a million little projects or, you know, Facebook apps, just stuff like that, just little things. It's it, every a lot of people tend to use Trello. I used to hate it, and I was always a Sana, but uh, I've recently moved over, and I like having all of my mad ideas organized into boards. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, that's that's what they are. They are mad yeah. ideas. Yeah, you get everything. Just, I'm always trying to do too much. I guess that's where even you know if you've made it to this you know this far into the episode, you, you would have noticed that you know there's been a little a couple of weeks of a break there, had a couple of cancellations for recordings, and then I had to cancel one or two, and it was just like. You know, I, I didn't. I just kind of had a wee drop in the, in the recording. I was being consistent, and and then uh, I dropped the ball. But look, you just have to, you know, accept it and just move on and get back rolling. I'm recording, I think, six episodes this week, so it's uh, it's full on. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, I think for, just from from a podcast perspective, you have to do it in blocks because yeah. otherwise, it just becomes. Look, just for me, I don't know. It's not working doing it another way, so I have to do it in blocks. So set yeah, blocks. Get everything at one. And, in yeah. one week, just try and knock out X amount, and then you know you can leave it two or three weeks, and then boom, just do it again, and, and just try and be consistent with that. So, um, Yeah, it's good to have a, a backup of content. You know, you can have for the next two months covered with you know podcast posts coming out, and you can take a couple of weeks to not worry about getting guests or spend time getting new guests and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure, it's a lot more work than I thought. You know, being being honest and upfront between finding guests, organizing, getting it edited, getting it published. You know, doing your images, social outreach, telling you, it's it was a lot more than I originally thought i guess but it'll be and it is worth it like i was saying i mean i've had people reach out to me saying they're inspired by episodes there's, there's people who enjoy the content regular listeners all over the world now i don't know how many countries it's it's grown it's quite phenomenally actually you know what i mean itunes is fabulous because like i guess people are searching for this stuff anyway you know so they just stumble across me and spotify has been really good which ironically that's what i use is spotify i've listened to all years on spotify and i mean you're such a interesting individual to like hear talk and like you know you got a great personality going through it and i think that's another reason why it's been doing fantastic like i kept listening you know even if besides you reaching out to me i was hooked after the first one and i listened to all of them within like a day and a half i just put on my bluetooth speaker and had you playing in the background like soothing my ear so (laughs) (laughs) yeah I guess my Irish accent makes me unique in that, like, there's not a massive amount of Irish podcasters, you know what I mean? Like, there's a few, I don't know, if, uh, Blind Boy, if you've ever heard of him, he wins the Irish Awards, but he's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> it's not what we're talking about here now, but, um, no, look, that's cool. But uh, So, look, thanks for giving us the insight. I honestly didn't know that there was a cPanel WordPress app for your phone, and I yeah, there's both WordPress app and cPanel, and they're fantastic. Never done it. I never, I never even knew that. So, um, that's look. There you go. I learn every day because I just typically you just log into SiteGround or whoever I'm using for my hosting WPX lately. Um, yeah, you know, and and just have a, and I typically do it in there. So you learn something new every day. So, um, all right. Well, awesome. So look, you know, if if you were talking with somebody who was interested in, you know starting working online or building their own website and getting into blogging you know what tips would you be willing to offer them if you were back there at their situation like they had nothing built you know what would be your you know insight based on your couple of years of experience 
Yeah, I got two main ones that I would definitely tell my younger self and other people is um, make sure you get your website built and stuff that you want before you leave to go travel. If you're going to be a travel blogger or whatever blogger you are, you know, before you start, because that is a huge thing. I, my ex-girlfriend and I, we both were travel blogging. Like I mentioned before, she, she's a fantastic writer. Her, she's really great at writing where me, I've been struggling writing, you know, English and grammar is not my forte. So that was hard for me to like try and build my website while being on the road and trying to catch up on posts while being on the road. So anybody that's starting out, I would say, you know, get your design done, get everything that you're happy with before you leave. You know, that would make your life a whole lot easier. Like, you know, I struggled too, like I was saying earlier in the, in the podcast with spending too much time over designing my website and changing the layout and changing everything. You know, it was, I think every like two months I would have a new layout for my website, a new build, a new everything. I mean, it made it look better, but I did focus a lot of time on that traveling instead of what, you know, what was important. So if you're looking at getting into the industry, I would say have everything ready up front before you quit your job and sell out your stuff and then hit the road. Yeah, that's fair enough. And um, and don't be too much of a perfectionist. <laughs> in, yeah, don't be a perfectionist. The you second know, just don't worry too much. Put yourself out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, done is better than perfect. And, you know, as, as we hit on there, being real is better than being heavily fabricated and, uh, you know, uh, Pinterest perfect or Instagram perfect or whatever you want to say. So, Sheridan, look, I, well, yeah. I, I appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your story and, and being real once again, you know, being real, sharing your story here. Um, and anybody who's listening, make sure you head over to OutsideVibes.com to check out his website and the merchandise and everything else. So if people wanted to connect with you, what's the best way? Is it through the website or? Yeah, thanks, Adam. It's been great being on here. Um, if you want to connect with me, the best way is either through Outside Vibes through the website or I'm on social media. Everything is at Outside Vibes, you know, Instagram at Outside Vibes, same with Facebook. And I, I do love talking to people. So if you want to send me a Facebook message, like I'm more than happy to chat. You know, it's a lot of fun meeting somebody new or any somebody that has questions in this industry or world or is starting out. So yeah, anything I'd say the best would be Instagram and Facebook for sure. Nice one. Thank you, Sheridan. All the best now. Take care. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you found it actionable and inspiring, please be sure to give us a rating on iTunes and share it on your social media profiles. You know, tag us on Instagram. Um, you know, get the word out there. Share it in any Facebook groups that you're in where, where people might be freelancers, remote employees, um, online entrepreneurs, anywhere that you feel and anyone that you feel could benefit from learning from today's insights and and the story and the journey of this entrepreneur who is on today's podcast and um, please help get the word out there and you know every rating helps every every new listener helps and you know, all we're trying to do here is to inspire people and you know share stories to show that it is possible to create that digital nomad lifestyle and also just you know the real nitty-gritty of what it actually takes to build an online business whether that be as a freelancer or as an online business owner Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.